Hello everyone, welcome to Inspected Goals, the pod that tries to improve our FPL play through a more analytical approach. We are back, Sam, after um, a hiatus once again. Seems like yep. ages ago since the last game week. Um, how have you been, bud? Yeah, good thanks, mate. Yeah, in general, doing really well. Just cracking on with life. It's always nice to have a, a weekend without the stress of FPL as well. <laughs> and not be having that in the back of your mind. See, um, I, I hate it. I hate not having FPL. It's like I don't know what to do yeah, with yeah. myself when it's not there, yeah. <laughs> well, it's I just quite... Worrying. I guess I like watching, yeah, like champ, uh, international football without the worry of FPL. Yeah, you're one of them. As well. See, I don't, I don't watch England unless they're at a tournament. Mm. I, can't, I can't do it to myself. No, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Flapjack's um, in the chat as well. He's going to hate me for that. <laughs> <laughs> he smashed the like button. Good man. Oh, it's um, too late now. He smashed it. You can't take it back. Oh, actually, you can. <laughs> Shit. No, I did, I, did, I did watch England. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, big Southgate fan. Um, yes, but yeah, all good, thank you. And the yeah, FPL's like gone quite well the last couple of game weeks, which is quite nice for once. Since I guess for both of us, apart from your initial week when you when you wildcarded in twenty six, I think since then it's gone pretty well for you as well. Yeah, it's been it's been fine. I mean, my twenty six was still a green arrow. It was just obviously mm. far worse than the team if I hadn't a wild card. I threw away like fifty points or something ridiculous. But um, but yeah, it's been a steady rise as soon as you use the chips, which is all you can really ask for, isn't it? Um, and this is probably the culmination for most people. Oh no, I suppose a lot of us on this planet have got the free hit, probably planned for thirty two. Um, but we're almost we're almost there, aren't we? After this week, yeah. So yeah. yeah. I um, free hit the sorry wildcard of the week after you, and for me it was the pleasant surprise was last week really because I uh, yeah the way my uh, the way I wildcarded it was it's this coming week that I was really well set up for um, expected to do well in 27, but last week was I only had 10 players expected probably expected a red arrow, but didn't expect to make any good gains, and then it was literally just all about sucker for me anyway. I didn't have any didn't have a single other player really that got me a bit, decent amount of. Uh, gain on anyone and I went into the Sunday with with just Saka captain that was it thinking you know Erdegaard could return Martinelli could return if there's a clean sheet I'm going to lose out and then <laughs> everything I needed to happen happened uh, and just got very very fortunate with Saka going big which was lovely it certainly was it was one for the EV junkies this week for sure captain in Saka uh, mine was pretty much the same mate I ended up with like 59 I got which um, was basically Saka's 36 Kane got, got 6 60, oh you got 60 <laughs> did you oh, of course yeah I did somehow beat you yeah. <laughs> well all my players got 1s and 2s apart from that so it would just be somewhere amongst that I guess yeah but enough about that that was uh, that was ages ago now um how's your team looking for this week because obviously we've had the internationals that was probably the big risk with this i guess was the fact that we're yeah we're running the chance of our players uh, getting ruled out injured etc um and there's been a whole host of them as usual mm. uh we're recording this if anyone's listening to the pod on the 28th tuesday so we're obviously not aware of the most up-to-date information but you know, these days we don't even really seem to get that much information you can almost write it now that they're going to say oh these guys are tired they've come back from internationals they touch and go we'll see how the training goes that's pretty much how most are going to go right <laughs> yeah yeah how You'd many so how many flags have you got in your team at the moment uh, just two um and yeah neither i'm not that worried about either one's rashford um you know i think worst case given that he's training again already well at least individual training you'd expect even if he's ruled out the first game he'll play the second game and again, it's not really. I wouldn't be really 
I wouldn't consider selling him if I think he, if I think he's going to play in the second game. So it would just be that I change the captaincy often because I'm thinking about captain captaining him at the moment. Um, and the other one's Botman, who I think has food poisoning again, which you'd expect would be really short term and expect he'll be absolutely fine for the weekend. So feeling quite fortunate to just have those two. And then again, because of what I said before, when I wildcarded in 27, my team looks good for 29 already, and I've. I've I'm happy to have got to 29 and been, and I'm currently looking at the two transfers that I planned back then to make in this game week. And I've got, uh, I've, I've got triple Newcastle defence, Dunk and Chilwell, which seems quite good as well. I'd, I'd, I'm glad I didn't go for Brentford defenders now um, uh, when I wildcarded in 27. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that's the that's the big thing that'll be for me this week. Will be Newcastle defence is like one of the big differentials. I think with most people have one or two, whereas I have three with the bench boost. Okay, you got three, yeah. Oh, yeah, because you set up in twenty-seven. Yeah, okay. Mm. <clears throat> Fair enough. Uh, do you think they'll get a clean sheet home to Man United away to West Ham? I suppose away to West Ham might be your best bet. Yeah, I think there's like a. I think I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what their clean sheet sheet odds are actually over those two games. I would expect is about a fifty percent chance they get one. Would be my guess. Um, um, Salah does it, doesn't it? It's probably a tiny bit below that, but it's still yeah. high relative to everyone else as a result of the two games, of course. So yeah, yeah, and in comparison, in comparison to Brentford's fixtures, I feel way more confident of a of a clean sheet. I was never going to have more than one Brighton defender because um, you wanted to make most of the midfielders. The other option was like Chelsea defenders, and I've got Chilwell, which I'm really happy with. And yeah, lucky to have. Well, not lucky. <laughs> I didn't buy Reese James for this reason because I don't trust his fitness. Um, Such a bummer, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, I don't have James either. So, I yeah, I feel like I'm set up really well for this week. I think and hope, hoping it's gonna be really good. But yeah, you're right. I'd have loved to have. Um, I was I was pretty close to it. I was strongly considering James instead of a third Newcastle defender, um, or even instead of Duncan going triple bright midfield. But both those two options, when I looked at them longer term, although the triple bright midfield would have been really good up to now. Longer term, it, I would have ended up losing one of those players anyway mm. to try and get to try and get Salah back in, and then that means shifting Brighton players around. Uh, and yeah, the thing that put me off the other option of James was just his fitness. Yeah, I think just on the Chelsea defender note, I think the real power of the Chelsea like defender doesn't necessarily come this week. Although two home games in a double is nice, it's more it's more after that where there's that little period where they play. I mean, they've got. Brighton and Brentford which isn't great but it's the Wolves game the Bournemouth game and then the Forest game so 35 and 36 in particular but there's other doubles in 36 I mean when I looked at one of my teams um, that one of my drafts that I've put through there was like worlds where I was having to bench like Chilwell or James home to Forest in 36 because playing doubles and everyone's just got like good games so it's yeah. mad and I think after that the double in 37 although obviously I'll take a double over nearly any other fixture it's away to Man City away to Man United it's like mm. horrendous. So I actually think you can, quite a lot of us have got Chilwell, but I think after 36, selling Chilwell to uh, another defender, so Man City have obviously got a double, and Man United have got a decent one if you haven't got Shaw but at that point. I think that yeah. will be relatively popular because I think the teams are stacked again in 37. If anyone uses FPL team or FPL dot team and looks at their team from, from now, which I guess most of us are in similar shape, and then starts to look at what their squad will look like in these fixtures. You've just got so many good players on the bench all over the place, even without sort of planning for them. And then if you start yep. to plan and bring them in, it just, it's craziness. So I just feel like um, we'll be in a position where we'll, we'll be able to sort of sell Chilwell and James, like even though they have doubles in 36 and 37 to make use of other players. It's, it's mad, oh, wow. but 
That, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'd love to have James for this little run, but I just we can't trust him now, can we? I think it's as simple as that. Like, I'm always one who says like, forget the past. You know, we have to move forward. I'm I'm living proof, having bought Lucas Digne about 87 times in my life, um, that I will, I will forgive players. But James, it just seems to be one thing after another. I just can't yeah. like get my head around it. it. The guy's so good. He's he just has so much potential as well, and it's just it's so unfortunate. Yeah. It's gonna have to yeah, let that, it go. That's the thing with with that kind of thing. Yeah, with certain things you want to forget the past, don't you? Like if a player's like Dean's had random weeks where he scored no goal, he's had random injuries, he's had like red cards. Those people around him, he's just had the control of managers. Um, so in some of those situations, obviously you want to be more, more likely to score no goal any time in the future. But yeah, things like injuries, players are, some players are clearly more injury prone than others, and um, Reese James is clearly one of those players. Yeah, if anyone's sat there with him now, I think you just keep him for now, though, don't you? Right? I'm assuming he's going to be okay for this week, but I assume that nearly every week, and then something seems to rear its head. But I think you definitely got to give the double a go if you've got him, and then look at it yeah. afterwards. Has um, he not just gone home from England though with an injury? I'm sure he has. They, he returned, didn't he? Saying he's not going to play or something. But I think I saw okay, it in a yeah. in a chat somewhere that someone who's close to Chelsea said he's fine. I don't know whether it's true or not, but it seemed more yeah. a precaution than anything. They said he's not injured. He would probably be that, yeah, maybe it could even be similar to Rashford in that he's just not going to play matches. His fitness isn't at that level. So if he needs to regain his fitness, he's better doing stuff specific to his club mm. rather than being away with the team and training with them in a completely different context. That's probably what it is. But yeah, you definitely keep him now if, if that's the case for the next two. And like, it's not even reluctant. That's quite an exciting. It's a very exciting, he's an exciting player always to own when his ownership's that low anyway. Mm. I think, um, I think that's one, something yeah. you touched on there about the excitement though moving forward because we've quite a lot of us have divulged this similar pattern and it's for obvious reasons we've already talked about it you know review likes it there's extra fixtures it it sort of puts everyone down the same path getting the excitement if there is if that even is a quest of yours like it's questionable whether that needs to even be a thing is still quite difficult I think because the, the transfers mm. just seem fairly obvious most weeks from here from pretty much to the end of the season so having someone like James I think there's a few players like that where I think you've got one of them in Madison, James. There's like a few players where they're just yeah. on the fringes of optimal and, and potentially even in optimal, but they're hard to get to unless you, or in your case, wildcard in, say, 27, that are yeah. going to probably be the ones that we're going to be looking to to make the difference. Like, literally this week, I imagine you're cheering on Madison more than most other players in your team compared to other yeah. players. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, someone like Madison or, um, yeah, that third Newcastle defender, even someone like Watkins or the people of Havertz instead of Watkins, for example. Um like that's another post I guess still reasonably low owned I mean it's all relative now um, and then you'll get it this week with um, basically Arsenal and players and Kane will become more exciting for owners because a lot of people will sell them this week I'd imagine as well so suddenly those players um, like for example I don't know one Arsenal defender or yeah or even Kane like a lot of the season has been highly owned suddenly might be really have low ownership so I think it's probably those spots who you sell those Arsenal players for or keeping the Arsenal players that become more of the differentials uh, this week. Yeah, where do you stand on that? Because I've I've got pretty much two plans, right? My One plan mm. is the extreme of I'm minus 12. I'm taking out three Arsenal players. You know, it's not just me being crazy. Review actually rates it as my top line under the settings that I've got to do so, to take them all mm. out under a minus 12, including Kane get a full stack of doubles and, and bench boost and it actually sets me up really well for the coming weeks um, that's probably plan A but then if some of these injuries and flags come in uh, my plan B is to 
pretty much just do Odegaard to Bruno Fernandes probably and then roll with a bench that's Saka, Gabriel, Kane as singlers. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the position a lot of people are in this week and I see it all over, well I haven't really been on Twitter much because football's been a break but the little bits I have seen the debate in the community very much seems to be like are we taking out these Arsenal players this week that's pretty much what I've seen and in, in a lot of cases for hits I still don't know which way I'm going to go I'm going to leave it to the the fate of, of injury I think um, but if you had a preference do you know which way you'd look to go because I think it is tough Arsenal's fixtures are bad for a while after aren't they but they're obviously so good it's, it's tough when it's, for, when it's for hits. I think, in general, um, I think for free transfers, it's really easy to remove Arsenal players now, not just because they don't double this week, um, but actually beyond that. Particularly when you exclude their fixture in, in 32, when mm. you might be free hitting. Actually, they're just their fixtures aren't that good either. Um, they've got Liverpool, then they've got West Ham, which is good. Then Southampton, but you'll probably free hit that and get them back in. Then they've got Man City, Chelsea, Newcastle, Brighton. Like... That's really bad. Um, and obviously they're um, yeah, playing absolutely fantastically, but I think you've just got to ignore that. So doing it, not doing it for a hit becomes a fairly easy call. And if you're not removing them this week, it might be next week for free, but for a hit, yeah, I think that's where it becomes really tricky because because the fixtures leads, basically, and that upside is still so high. So for me, I've only, I've only got Saka from Arsenal. Um, and so it's quite easy for me to move him in one three free transfer to Bruno. And I think if people are considering that, they should do it, definitely. But in terms of doing it for a hit, I kind of feel like if, if you've got three or four, like you do, including Kane, um, I feel like you might as well just do it now and take that hit in a week uh, when you get the an extra, extra fixture, mm. basically, rather than waiting a week and you'd get to do one of those for free. But you might end up doing taking a couple of hits over the next two weeks instead. Um, so that, that that's why I think generally like they're absolutely fine to sell, but yeah, it's, it is of course team dependent. And but I think even for hits, I wouldn't dis, I wouldn't discourage people, but <laughs> we know how good they are as well. So yeah, can see why it's scary. I think I think the thing the reason is is because in thirty four, <clears throat> it's hard to see us not wanting Salah, presuming he's fit for that for that game uh, double, which is home to Tottenham, home to Fulham, yeah. and then from that game onwards, you can keep them. The whole rest of the season quite comfortably because their fixtures are fine. Obviously, just before that, their games are okay. There's like a balance where mm-hmm. you could say compared to Saka, like I think in most people's cases, stop me if I'm wrong in the chat, but for me it would be Saka to Salah and it would be for a hit. So it's pretty much comparing those two players up to that point. I know I'm going to have to do that move in 34 anyway, so it's like Salah versus Saka up to 34. Who scores more? And mm-hmm. I don't think it's straightforward. I mean, the fact that obviously Salah's costs. I mean, still a, a lot, a lot more than Saka is obviously a factor, depending on what else you can do in your team. But um, I feel a lot more comfortable having Salah, I think, in the fixtures. So I think I'm going to do it because, like you say, you get the extra transfer. It's already in place for 34, and I suppose there is an element of risk there because, right, you could bring them in, and then let's say he gets injured or something happens where you then have to take him out. You could argue it's better to just bring Salah in in 34 as a result. The free hit yeah. 32 as well takes out that home to Forest game, which is probably Liverpool's best game in that whole run, which is the same same time that Saka's is really good. And we could just have both on a free hit. So yeah. it, it, start, it starts to get closer, right? It, I don't think it's straightforward. I think um, it's really tough. And that's why using review and what it tells me is probably the way I'll go because I start to throw all sorts of biases in there and all sorts of stuff, which uh, <laughs> probably not a good idea. So I think I'm going to do it. I think, um, yeah, something to consider as well is whether you want to get 
I know you've just mentioned that Forrest is that be- better fixture, but obviously Leeds is really good as well. And West Ham um, also is an absolutely fine fixture. So it's whether you can bring Salah in in 31 also that's worth considering. Um, that's, what, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> so just as a caveat, again, there's always going to be a bit of bias there because that's mm. what I'm planning. But I also think this freeing up money for whether it's Haaland or Salah, I think that that's what makes Kane a far easier sell than the Arsenal players, in my opinion. Um, is that you can free up a load of money in Kane this week and then immediately get Haaland in next week um, for, for example, Tony. Um, but I guess a lot of people will just have their Haaland money in Kane and are planning on making that direct switch. Yeah, um, and the Haaland bit's but, tricky, isn't it? Because we still don't know the injury news on him. Yeah, that's true. And um, yeah, with, with Salah... Um, yeah, it's what, again, it's whether you do that, it's whether you hold Saka and go straight from Saka to Salah, or whether you sell Saka now for someone else, Bruno, for example. But you need to still make sure you have the money in the bank to then upgrade a, a different midfielder, um, whether that's Madison or someone else in midfield to Salah later on. And that's when you might just have to de- delay it and do it in 34, I guess, because you only have the money to do it for Saka. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's only for Saka, really, that it works in my plan. Uh, Fatality saying in the chat that you should compare Salah and a cheap striker versus Saka and Kane, 29 to 34. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Nail on the head. Um, I think I prefer the Salah route and the cheap striker with a cheap striker up, either being Solanke or Isak. And mm-hmm. the cheap striker then allows you to play him a couple of times but bench him for another midfielder as we're struggling with midfielders, right? Because you can have Bruno... Uh, Rashford and then probably two Brighton mids maybe even three yeah. in some cases so I think both of those are the obvious ones I really I really liked Isak when I thought their double was going to go into 31 I still believe there's a, a very tiny chance that that could happen yeah. um, but I think when I had um, when I bought Isak in and went the Salah and Isak route I actually end up playing Isak quite a lot of the weeks in the lead up to it like it picks him in my team despite my squad being really good as a mm-hmm. result a lot um, the fixtures are okay so I actually think I prefer that the, I think there's yeah. a slight risk with this act because his injury record's horrendous for one and second of all um, we don't know for sure he's just going to start up front, and top, uh, up front of Wilson I mean at the moment it looks like he is because he's playing so well but I don't think you can guarantee it yeah you'd think he would be um, I think another thing to, yeah I think the good thing about that potential 31 double is although we don't know for certain now I think if it doesn't get announced by the deadline on Saturday we can be almost certain it's not going to be put there so there's not uncertainty going into the game week itself. Um, it feels like you'll know for certain either way by then because you, you're getting so close to the fixture then that it's really unlikely to be added at that point. Um, so that's good. And yeah, I like... So again, based on what you said as well earlier about FPL team and using that app to just look in advance at your your team moving forward or doing that on review. I found... So my plan this week is to get Solanke in for Kane because um, that frees up the money for Haaland and then Salah the next two weeks. Um, but the thing that's great about Solanke isn't just that he's really cheap and good value. He's actually, most weeks, he's actually, after this double, a lot of the weeks he's going to end up being my first sub. And so you're not then wasting a load of money on your bench uh, yeah. every week. You've got more of your money in your starting 11. Um, yeah, but he's still a guarantee. Just having a guaranteed starter first sub is also really helpful. So I really like him for that reason. He strengthens my start. He strengthens my team this week. And then moving forward, he strengthens my starting 11 even if he's not in that 11 himself, yeah. basically. So I, I really like Solanke for that reason, uh, basically. Yeah. And, the, and and also the, the double is really good. It is really Brighton. good. I, yeah, think, yeah. I see Brighton, people saying he's only scored like four goals all season. Does that yeah. concern you? 
uh, yeah, of course. Like, it's, it's just what you, it's just what what your expectations. Mm. He's so cheap that it's not like I'm expecting him to to score three goals over those two games. If he gets one, that's great. Mm. You do, or even just like an assist over those two games would be great. That's probably eight or nine points for an assist in a double. Mm. If he gets a couple of bonus, um, so it's just where your expectations are. So I think with those two fixtures, and yeah, Brighton are, are very good this season, but it's they they. Um, have a very very good attack and their defense is okay so it's not like their defense is extremely good um so i think it's uh yeah i think i think he's a good option for that reason but yeah you're not bringing him to replace kane to outscore kane long term no but I actually not. but i would rather have slanker than kane this game week and people probably think that's crazy because it's kane he's one of the best <laughs> strikers in premier league history playing against everton but it's just those guaranteed four points you get from Solanke with playing twice and just the 180 minutes, Yeah, uh, as we've discussed so often with doubles. What do we think about Spurs losing their manager? I guess there's no, there's no way we can know anything, right? We, we can't really assume anything's going to happen there. Um, People will say new manager bounce, I guess, even though it's not really a new manager bounce. But <laughs> Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know. No. I don't know enough about uh, the, the replacement until the end of the season. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, um, t- yeah. I don't know enough to know. You can you assume it's probably a good thing, I guess, uh, just because Conte plays such negative tactics in general. Uh, but he's scoring so much, <laughs> uh, despite that, anyway. Yeah, um, it's almost impossible to know, isn't it? It just yeah. I just I don't think you can know. Fatality is- saying in the chat here about um, yeah, he would do it. He would do it in 31 or something. Yeah, I see what you're saying there, Fatality. I agree. I think that's a, a good way to, to look at it. But I'm not really too worried about the Bournemouth game, the home-to-Bournemouth game for Kane. I think that is a, obviously a very good game. But I just think we're probably going to be captaining Haaland there if he's fit home to Leicester yeah. anyway. Um, so even if Kane braces, it's like 12 points. And obviously it's it's compared to you know the whole team. You have to compare it between the two players, like you said. So unless I'm cap captaining Kane at home to Bournemouth I'm not particularly worried I think most people will still gravitate towards Haaland assuming he's fit in that game yeah and a good point like um, again Vitality said that Kane's only 21 points behind Haaland which is absolutely mad isn't it yeah like Kane, Kane's having an incredible season there's no doubt but it's more just like yeah firstly you'd, you'd rather have Haaland if it's one if it's one or the other and for most people it probably is one or the other to be honest by the time you've put money into prioritising Fernandez, for example and if you're planning to get Salah back, I think very few people will have money to do, for example, Tony to Haaland and keep Kane um, if they're not going to get Salah later on or if they're going to go without Fernandes, for example. I think it limits you too much. You can get Kane, Haaland, Bruno comfortably in a really good team. That's the that's one of the, the avenues I'll go if I um okay. if, I, if I don't do the minus 12. Uh, it's obviously a, by 34, you need to have, well, don't it's need to. Thing, yeah. yeah, you need to switch um, at some point, either before it or in it. You can switch in thirty-four to Kane and Saka to um, Salah and another player like Solanke, Isak, any other striker, and even Havertz if you've got enough money. Like you can do it. Mm. Yeah, so it's not it's not the end of the world. What do we think on? I suppose it's similar. We don't we don't have the injury news. If Rashford comes back and it is what we think, like he's okay, he might be okay. He's probably going to be okay. He's probably going to play. Are you going to change the armband from him? Because I think he's currently top last I looked. Are you going to just move it to Bruno Fernandes for the safety? I think that's a decision. Uh, uh, it just depends on what how it's kind of worded in the press conference, I guess. <laughs> if he, I think the key thing is if he's if he's trained with the team would be the key thing for me. Generally, if a player is training with the team, they're ready to play again. Mm. Um, 
when it's a short-term injury like this with Rashford, he's not got any match fitness to regain. Just something we discussed recently when we were chatting about Jesus coming back. Jesus coming back. Um, uh, so I would be, uh, yeah, as long as he's in team training, I'd be pretty confident he yeah. then starts if he's in full team training. If he's not in full team training, I think I probably would captain elsewhere. And I would look at, I'd potentially look at McAllister. Um, and, and Fernandez would be an option as well. Mm. I said, yes, suddenly then Fernandez is probably on penalties for a game if you're expecting him to start, actually. Oh, no, is he on penalties anyway? I've forgotten now. Yeah, he takes penalties anyway. Yeah, he's on penalties, he's on penalties anyway. Yeah, that's just shows how good Rashford is, isn't it? So it's how good Rashford and how, how much he's improved or got back to his old self this season, the fact he's not on penalties at United and still, like, we'd captain ahead of Fernandez. Yeah, reviews got him ahead so, slightly. Yeah. I think there's all sorts of factors there, though. Rashford obviously can play as the nine up top. I don't think I think Bruno can give him penalties as happened in the past, where he might just give it to him out of out of randomness. Um, you've obviously mm. got the fact that Bruno Fernandez could play deep. Everyone says about that uh, because of uh, Casemiro's suspension. Um, I'm not person. I mean, we had questions about that. I'm not personally worried about that. I think Sabitz is there, and they can just play him. I mean, he, mm. I think he only played deep like one game, maybe maybe two. Um, yeah, but the fixtures are good enough, and the fact that he's just a ninety man for two games with the set pieces and the pens, as we discussed, it just doesn't make too much of a difference to me to care. Um, especially when you just can't guarantee he will even be deep. Like, mm. I think I think it's more likely he either plays on the right or at ten, like he has done most of the time. Yep. So yeah, I just going to answer that now from my. And it's, all, it's, all, it's, and it's also that he's a good long term option anyway. Yeah. Um, and Casemiro is out for four games. I think is that right? So by. Um, 33 for example you probably want Bruno from them anyway I think Bruno is someone you would just want now until the end of the season in my opinion mm. they have got um, a hell of a lot of games I think they've got a game every midweek or something from now to the end of the season but sure. it just doesn't seem to make a difference to, to him he's just an absolute yeah he's a machine he just doesn't get rotated his body can just handle it <laughs> yeah he's incredible from that point from that perspective he's an incredible player anyway but yeah he's just incredibly robust it's not that he's just able to do it at a high level he just doesn't of so rarely picks up an injury mm. or, or needs a rest. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, he's one of the few players where I just wouldn't be worried about that really. No. Um, so yeah, there's just, yeah, the, in general, and what we're discussing there, um, it's just, I think a lot of it depends on whether you want Salah or Kane, how early you want Salah, etc. So the main thing I'd encourage people to do is to do what you've said and look at your team in future game weeks. Try not to get um, caught up in just this game week. Uh, in terms of um, trying to maximise points, uh, but work out what works best for your team in terms of whether it works for your team to have Salah early or to have him in 34, in which case, can you get Haaland and Kane, etc.? Can you keep Saka uh, and then sell him in 34, or do you sell him now for the minus four, and does, therefore does Salah early make up those points, etc.? So the main thing is that people are thinking those things through for their team because it's not, it's not the same answer for everyone. No, it won't be. Um, let's bring up um, Chase's graphic from Twitter. I've had to cut his name out of here because I couldn't fit it in my slide because I'm old <laughs> and useless. But uh, <laughs> is it FPL Chase, his handle? Remind me, Sam, I can't remember. Uh, I think everyone, it is, but I'll, just, I'll, I'll double check it. Double check it in case I've done him a disservice. But I imagine everyone in this <laughs> chat knows who he is anyway. And he already put it out. Um, essentially, what you can see in front of you, hopefully, although it is quite small on my screen, is, um, is the... I've cut off the title at the top as well, but it's pretty much the dead team from now to the end of the season that came up the most amount of times in his souls with noise, isn't it, pretty much? Like, if you weren't to touch it, no transfers from this point right to the end, what does the computer think is the best team that you would just leave? Which obviously, you know, 
we are making transfers, we are doing bits and bobs, but I still think it serves some purpose. A lot of the players that appear there are very popular and obvious ones, but there's a few others that, that lurk in that are, are not particularly high-owned, um, especially in defence. Trent Alexander-Arnold coming up in 82% of souls. I think he's someone that people will gravitate towards, but I think straight away you can go to him, can't you, pretty soon, given the fixtures just before their double as well are okay. Mm. It's just a lot of money. I don't know how people are finding the ability to do that unless they set up for it early with wildcard or something. Yeah, he's so much money. Um, yeah, I, I would. I think it's unlikely people would practically be able to do that from uh, now. And the key thing is here is this is uh, yeah, the percentage of times he came up if you just set and forget. But, but the likelihood is it's probably a better strategy to find a way to get him later on. Mm. Uh, for example, from 34, because you can free hit him in, in 32, um, for example. Um, but I'm just, yeah, he, he, is, he is a lot of money. <laughs> um, in comparison to the defenders, when you look at their like EV etc. until the end of the season, um, so that that did surprise me actually seeing that to be honest. Um, I mean, and it is yeah, it's, it's, um, FPL underscore Chase. Is, FPL underscore Chase. Is yeah, the, is the handle. Yeah, the fixtures in thirty four are going to be. I mean, everyone's going to want him for those, but whether you can move it, to, I don't know if it's essential because it's the, it's to the point again where where I'm looking at my team for the for the different versions that I've got. And in thirty four, there's one where I can bring him in quite comfortably. And there's other one where it would be really hard for me to do so. But then look at my team and it's got like a Stupenham, home Wolves, home Man United, like a double. And it has like Tri- yeah. Trippier and Botman who are home to Southampton who could easily just get points in that game as well. So when you suddenly yeah. start talking about taking a hit to get Trent in at that point, I know I'm going to be tempted because he could get a monster hall home to, home to Spurs, home to Fulham. Um, and it, obviously the fixtures are good after that as well. But I don't think it's like to the point where it's game-breaking, you need to bring him in. There are other solutions, I think. Even though the computer says he is in 82%. And bear in mind, it's a lot smarter than me. Um, midfielders, who stands out? I mean, the midfield is pretty much... I'm conscious again, I, I suddenly forgot to talk about the pod if you're not watching the video. But the midfield is pretty much everyone's midfield, I think. Uh, just with Salah popped in there in 100% of souls, which makes me feel better about the move if I was to do it straight away and bring him in. But Salah, mm-hmm. McAllister, Rashford, Fernandez, And we've got Matoma, Madison, March... And then Saka comes in at eighth place in ten percent of souls. So he still appears despite those pretty bad games. Obviously, that will be taking thirty-two into consideration as well. There, to be fair, but yeah, I don't see many midfielders outside of those. I, I really don't. Uh, like no, across, no, even yeah. across casuals in mini leagues, like that just seems to be everyone's midfield. I've looked at on Twitter, like in Souls Review, it's like they're all in unison. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know if I have anything to add there. Yeah, genuinely, I don't. I just don't see myself even considering anyone outside of that. I think Ben Rama's a great cheeky punt if you were on a free hit this week. You know, two or great Bowen, games. Bowen, maybe? Yeah, or Bowen. Either one of those, yeah. um, I think, are good just because of the nature of the fixtures and you probably don't want them after that. But Barnes? Yeah. Throwing, throwing out names at this point. Yeah, again, they're sort of more singles, aren't they? I wouldn't trust Barnes yeah. after that, personally, to stay fit or even stay in the team with Brendan Rodgers. You just never know. But Like, there might be a player like... Um... And a Gakpo you get in because of the double or like Diaz is back by then or something like that I don't know but there's very few outside of that I could see anyone buying mm. and, and and even outside those those top seven players to be honest like a lot of people will eventually sell Saka and then people will have two most people have two of March Matoma and McAllister uh, and then that some people have Salah some people won't or people will go Madison to Salah like it's it's so so limited mm. I think the the biggest area of differentiation is um, is up front. 
I think yeah. that's the the place where people are making their beds a little bit or, or going mm. slightly rogue. I still think that it's, you know, there's still only a few names at the end of the day, but there is at least more. I think yeah. um, you can see here that it's got Haaland um, right at the top, Solanke, Kane, Watkins, Mbomo, Isak, and then Johnson from um, from Forest. Mm. I think after that as well, there's other names. Like Havertz is down the list. I think he becomes a little bit better later on because they've got more doubles and stuff. I think you can just bring him in straight away as well, like people did. But I think that's probably the area where teams are quite similar across the board. But then when it comes to your forward, that's probably where our difference maker is going to be. It's going to be almost Salah, Kane, Saka. Like, which way did you go on, on those three or, or two of the three? And then which forwards you got out of those options that are probably going to make or break from here? Yep. Yeah, I really I really like Watkins still. Um, Solanke, I guess, he again, the reason he's such a high percentage there is, again, because of the value he creates. Um, Ings is an interesting one I think I just think he's just always a good player when he plays but he's just yeah. so injury prone isn't he um, but I just really like him as a player and, and Darwin just could be like a really nice short term one so free hit 32 I guess it would be a case of Darwin or Robertson for a lot of people um, and then in 34 there might be people that just make a switch to Darwin mm -hmm. for those two fixtures because of just how good he is how high his upside is yeah he, he's um, one like of he... those Reese James type players isn't he for the 34 oh, yeah, double yeah. on you yeah that's one you could look at mm-hmm if he start, if he's got a double game week, he can score like four goals in two games. You're not really that surprised. Um, so a low, low ownership particularly. Like I think some people will go there then, but yeah, mainly it'll be from those top four players to be honest. And then I, and then Isaac's the other one I guess that stands out for me. It's interesting that Mbumo is there. I guess that's because I guess that's an anticipation of Tony getting banned. Yeah, I think Tony would would be there if it. If he, um, yeah. yeah, they had faith in any of his minutes moving forward, which we're not sure about, obviously. I mean, he could just get. Am I right in thinking he can get banned in the first game and then miss the second game in 29? Is that right? Uh, I think it's possible. I just know that his hearing is in April. Yeah, um, but in terms of the yellow cards, I mean, he could literally get oh, banned sorry. in the first game. Uh, sorry, uh, get a yellow card in the first game and then he hits 10 and he misses the second. Someone in the chat tell me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that's right. Uh, is that the case? He yeah. didn't get booked in the last game, did he? No, I don't think that is the case. Okay, someone tell me if I'm wrong there. I might be wrong. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's an eight, but I'm, I might, I might be wrong. Oh yeah, he says yes, yellow. See, so, yeah, you got books. Oh yeah. okay, okay, interesting. Yeah. So he could easily end up being one of the party poopers this week, couldn't he? If he just gets two pointer and then gets, or it'd be a one pointer presumably if he picks up a yellow in that mm -hmm. game and then doesn't play the second. He's on nine. Yeah, he's on nine. Yeah, my mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you just keep him. To be honest. You just run, run with the one point, and well, I say it's like it's already a confirmed thing. The one point. Ultimately, it's still felt. It's like uh, if he's on ten yellow cards or nine yellow cards up to now. If you just look at this season as a sample, that's probably well. It's a yellow card every three games. About that. So the chances are he's not going to get booked. But you just you've just got to know it'll happen. This is it's FPL, Sam, in a double game. <laughs> and what what can <laughs> happen will happen. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous, wasn't it, with Mitro? Yeah, it's basically I, exactly the same situation as that, isn't it? Well, he's another name that would be 100% be on this list if I think they had any confidence in his game time. Mitrovic would be up there. I mean, for me, he's a really, really good pickup. I think in is it 30, 31, and even 34 is double his horrendous. His double is uh, Man City and Liverpool. Um, but if you look at his fixtures from now, they've got Bournemouth in 29, but it's a single, so you ain't, ain't going to probably buy him this week, assuming he was available. This is. Um, then he's got West Ham home Everton away Leeds home Aston Villa away a double Leicester Southampton Palace and then Man United on the final day like that is a ridiculous run where if there was no suspensions I think he would be a pretty obvious buy despite how much of a troll he's been this season in, at times 
Um, <laughs> that's the other thing that's actually changing me from my minus 12 team. Like my minus 12 team that I set up ages ago, which I was pretty convinced I was going to do, it started to sort of fall apart because of Mitrovic as well. He was one of the ones where I was going to bring him in and it, it works really well to bring him in. But now the chances are he's probably going to be banned, I imagine, for, for a substantial amount of games. Yeah. So suddenly he drops out and it's harder to make work. Yeah. Yeah. He... he um... Yeah, we're still waiting to hear the ban, but you'd think it would be five games or something, wouldn't you? I don't know. I mean, the talk is it's probably going to be... It's definitely going to be more than the three or four games, isn't it? It's going to yeah, be more yeah. than that. But I suppose we'll just have to deal with that info when we get it and see whether he appears. Yeah, I would... You've just said it too many times now. It's too intriguing. So you, the, your potential minus four involves taking out Kane, three Arsenal, and who are the players you'd, you'd be bringing in? Minus 12. So it would be Saka, Odegaard, Gabriel and Kane <laughs> yep. which have all got great single fixtures and yeah. are obviously good uh, for Shaw Bruno Fernandes Salah and either Isaac or Solanke it doesn't really matter it's fun so all of them get all of those would get an extra game so it's four extra fixtures I mean they're all I would say I mean they're all on pens apart from so Isak's on pens in a double potentially if he plays Bruno on pens in a double Salah on pens in a double and those two are particularly robust players like we've just discussed generally you're going to play 180 minutes and probably hopefully not get injured Shaw I think plays I mean you could argue as it moves forward maybe not but I think in general he plays when he's available um, mm -hmm. takes some set pieces as well like it, there is appeal behind it. Like I mean, review recommends it. Like I say, it's, it tells me to do it. Yeah. It says it's my best option. So I don't know. And the, yeah, most people have Fernandez or Salah as well. It'd be nice to have them both. I guess that must set you up really well for future game weeks. Well, makes it a other, really easy roll in thirty-one. That, that's in thirty. The, sorry, that's the other part. Is it's you know assuming they all do stay fit and no chaos happens, it then starts to give me more flexible transfers where I can make like wanted moves rather than absolutely required moves. Like bringing in Edison early and stuff like that, mm. um, which some people might say is, the, is not something they <laughs> want to do, but um, oh, bringing him in in 31 works. And there's a few other bits and pieces you can tweak here or there. Um, it also leaves you transfers, I guess, for anything that does happen, whereas it's a chaos. Whereas if I don't go down that route, I want to bring all those players in gradually anyway by 34. But if I do have any chaos, then obviously they're going to cause me hits or I'm going to have to go off the wagon and end up in some strange place. But I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll stop talking about my team. I suppose there's a lot of people in this situation because yeah, I that's think what I, thought, yeah. I think a lot of us did wild card in 26. It was the most popular, and we ended up with probably very similar teams. So, yeah, that's the thing for me. It's interesting because I wild carded 27. I'm going into this game week with two free transfers, so I've not really had to think about a lot of the things you are in terms of are they worth it for a hit. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think that. Sounds like sounds good. It, it, not just because of the extra fixtures this game, what game week, because of how well you're then set up, how easy it is to roll a transfer uh, in 30. Um, 31, you can make a bit of a luxury transfer, it feels like to me, because you'll already have Salah, for example, mm. um, before then going to your free hit. So I think it seems really good. Yeah, but you always send me some minus. You want me to take a minus twelve, though. I know you're going. <laughs> I think I'm about uh, 30 points behind you now. So no, okay. Here it comes. Close the gap. <laughs> uh, I do think, though, if there's um, if there's too many injury doubts this week, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to not do that. Do do mm. the, the obvious move of Odegaard to um, Bruno Fernandes, not play my bench boost, and maybe have, you know bench some points. Undoubtedly, we'll probably bench some points because my bench will look good, and then just do it later because there are so many weeks. Like I keep saying, the look 
really good and do have extra fixtures. I think game week 34, I have potentially Trippier, Isak and Botman all on the bench, home to Southampton, those three. <laughs> so even though it's a single fixture, and my keeper would play an extra game obviously as well, so that would be fine. I think in twi- in 36, potentially, I'd be benching like Solanke, maybe Trent Alexander-Arnold, Edison away to Everton, uh, Shaw mm-hmm. at home to Wolves even, could be benched. 37's crazy as well again because Newcastle are home to Leicester so you'd have like Trippier maybe Botman Isak even on the bench in that and then your keeper's got a double like if you've got Kepper and Edison he's also got a double so I think there's plenty yeah. of backup options if it does go Pete Tong yeah 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 for sure I think um, yeah I think to be honest I think it just depends on yeah like you said press conferences but I would I would definitely wouldn't be um, wouldn't be scared of doing that if if um, if there's no no more injury problems and Rashford looks fit to start etc Okay, I've moved on to the slide to um, from FPL Review. Sam's taking this gladly today. Uh, I hope you asked permission, Sam. Did you ask permission? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So say that again, looking into the camera? Yes. <laughs> I'll believe you. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so here's some names on the screen that you probably just saw in Chase's um, dead team, to be honest with you, because uh, there's not too many that, that go off-piste. But uh, Robertson appears. I think that's one that wasn't on there. I don't know how I feel about that one. I feel like the upsides... I don't. I hate that word. I don't know why I just said it. I just don't think he's as good as Trent, so I don't think you would do it. I think you'd just find the extra money, personally. But I can see why he's in there. Um, I think last time they had a double, Robertson got benched for one of them as well, didn't he? That would worry me. I think, yeah. as a result, I'd probably steer towards Van Dijk if I was going to go for a second Liverpool defender. Um, there's no other names really that appear there Martinez is one cheap Man United player I think maybe there's an argument you could say that he's a he's a better option than, than Shaw from here to the end of the season simply because more likely to keep his place and play whereas Shaw if they are playing every other week they have got um, Melissa who could play there but I don't know whether the sacrifice would be worth it considering Shaw's on set pieces and stuff yeah I think um the thing that like stands out for me here is just straight away what we said at the beginning of the season uh, in terms of all these players from the same few teams, but ultimately that's now because of like the number of fixtures they have left. Mm. Um, and and yeah, yeah, again, like Robertson and Van Dyke surprised me. And again, the thing the like good is is that you probably it's only likely that you might own one of those on a free hit or something in thirty two. I don't know. Um, and, and yeah, and the. And in terms of what you just said there about Shaw and Martinez, it's just you just go for Martinez if you if it's a budget thing, to be honest. Like there's absolutely no goal threat there at all. And I think Shaw's minutes will be absolutely fine, to be honest. Yeah, so do I. There's any, there's any um, so I would be less worried about that. Them. Whereas with Robertson, yeah, like you said, I'd be way more concerned. But then I suppose just having just said that, Liverpool are out of the Champions League now. So maybe he just plays every game from now to the end of the season. Possibly, yeah. Um, but it's, again, it's probably not something we'll have to think through. I think that's unlikely. No. Um, yeah, as I was like putting this together and going through it, I just kind of thought <laughs> it's just. A, I mean, it's a lot of what we've already discussed in terms of a lot of the players are, mm. are obvious. There's just just a few things that are interesting. Like again, on this midfielder one now, um, just like the fact that Fernandez and Rashford are there as well uh, ahead of like De Bruyne, Saka, etc. Or particularly Saka who's performed really well all season. The fact that Fernandez is like way above him just shows just the value in just those extra fixtures. And you've just got to attack them going to the last few weeks. Yeah, nine compared um, to 11, 10, 12. It's just crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a massive advantage. Um, 
And yeah, the key thing, I mean, this is up to game week 37 just because we've just got nine weeks on review rather than 10. Should ask for permission for 10, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> See if you can wangle the, the extra gift, yeah. A little bit so extra money. <laughs> um, yeah, again, this is just not that surprising. Uh, based on what we've just seen, Pascal Gross just sneaks in there, but again, just because of the other options at Brighton, just isn't an option, mm. really. And yeah, I guess there might be some interesting stuff here you might want to touch on around Man City because of Foden being injured. What do you think that means for the... Like, who does that particularly... Obviously, it benefits all the attackers in terms of minutes, but who does it particularly benefit, do you think? Is it is it Grealish in particular? Um, no, I mean, it's more the right winger at the moment because he's actually... Been, yeah, he's been playing ahead of Mahrez on the right, hasn't yeah. he? Grealish has pretty much been nailed. I mean, it helps Grealish without a doubt because there's pretty much no one else who can play on the left wing. Um you know, I'm not going to just completely rule out that Pep could just not play a left winger for whatever reason. Um, but if he is going to play one, which he does 99.9% of the time, then Grealish will, should start. So that's why he's probably yeah. appearing as just the nailed minutes. Um, yeah, I don't think they're options right now, are they? The fixtures are okay, they're fine. There's just too many other distractions. But if Foden's still out come 34, then he'll probably be the midfielder that people look to because you can't even trust De Bruyne to play both the games, can you? Mm. Um, so I think people will... We'll turn their heads at that point. I guess we'll come to it. Mares, it would be lovely if um, if Mares just plays right wing now, which could happen. But Bernardo Silva recently played right wing a couple of times and played really well, and the team actually performed mm-hmm. really well. So that would worry me. I don't think that you can sure. you can say that Mares is is uh, is therefore nailed because um, he'd probably be the pick over Grealish if that was the case, right? For obvious reasons. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of on review, like he was just below Grealish by like a point in terms of EV. Yeah. So there's not a lot between them. It would just be like the context, I guess, and trying to read that when we get to that that game week where you're suddenly wanting to bring one of those in. Yeah. Sam, I've just switched it, it to time. forwards. My cat's going mad. Two seconds, I'll be back. <laughs> oh. um, in terms of forwards, I'll talk through this while Luke sees to his cat. Um, yeah, I guess the key thing I would just say straight away, and this might seem really obvious, but I've actually seen quite a lot of people on Twitter discussing it, whether it's viable in terms of going without Haaland, I just just wouldn't do it personally because I don't see what you're gaining by doing that. Ultimately, you're probably having you, you've probably got Kane instead, uh, but it's just if if it's either or, then you might as well just have Haaland instead of Kane. And as Luke said earlier, it's quite it's viable to have Haaland, Bruno, and Salah. So it's not even like you'd be doing it for for Salah either. So I would just say straight off the bat, just just don't go without Haaland essentially. Um, and I would say it's just, yeah, and the other thing that stood out to me when I went through this is just the fact that Darwin is just so ever-present and being right at the top in terms of underlying data, um, but also in terms of, therefore, uh, in terms of predicted points as well. Um, it just goes to show just how ridiculously he, he, how ridiculous he is as a player, and still I still think he's massively underpriced, even though we've maybe not seen that in FBL points this year as much as you'd expect. Um and I would say, yeah, just like his expected goals or non-penalty expected goals per 90 are basically the same as Haaland. Haaland's just a better finisher. Darwin's finishing particularly poorly and Haaland has penalties. He creates more than Haaland for other players. So I just think Haaland is absolute no-brainer to go without. And I think Darwin's incredible. And it's one that'll be a real decision for people on free hit 32 um, uh, as well. Yeah, but and while while Luke's away, just in the chat, if you could just start slagging off his potential minus twelve, tell him he's mad for selling Arsenal players. Um, any other insults are also welcome. Um, 
yeah, Isaac is interesting on here, I think, as well, because he, uh, I, I think there will be a big divide there in terms of 26 and 27 wildcarders, if you're one of those people. Most of us who wildcarded in 27 went for triple Newcastle defence, who will be benched in most weeks. Ultimately, that's taken up that spot. Um, whereas I think those who have not wildcarded yet or wildcarded in, in 26 have an opportunity to, to get Isaac in that other people might not have. Been gone for ages. What is wrong with um, with Luke's cat? Who knows? Cat sitting. Um, I think uh, maybe his cat was an excuse for something else. Maybe that's just what he said. What was he up to? Um, anyway, I'll keep chatting through these while Luke is away. Jesus. Um, again, it's interesting that he's so high up there, similar to Saka on the midfield one, despite the fact that uh, <laughs> can we speculate what's going on with the cat? Catgate on expected goals. Who knows? Who knows? Do you know people say, oh, I've gone to see a man about a dog? He's gone to see a man about a cat somewhere. Uh, so, yeah, who, know, who knows what Luke is doing right now? I thought he'd just be, like, going out the door, move the cat into another room. But he's still not present with us. It'd be fun if he's back, but his uh, camera's frozen as well. That would also be amusing. Sorry, it wasn't my cat, it was my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Does she meow? <laughs> no, the door was going. I was thinking, what's going on? I thought it was clawing at the door, but yeah. We were speculating over, <laughs> over what happened to, to your cat. Um, yeah, I've just, just talked talk through these briefly, Luke, in terms of uh, the fact I basically said don't sell Haaland because I've actually seen some of that chat on Twitter recently. I was like, is it viable to go without Haaland? But I just don't get it at all. Like, I would just don't like that creep into your thinking. He's too good. And there's just no good reason to go without him at the moment in terms of other assets. Like you said earlier, it's very easy to have Kane, Salah and Bruno, for example. I can't believe people are even thinking about it, but fair enough. stopping you going there. Yeah, I've just seen a, I saw a couple of tweets like just, is it viable or, or do we sell hard and then plan to get him back in 33, for example. Um, but it's probably people have just got it in their heads how good Kane is. And yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you could. I, I, mean, I think he could do it, but ultimately, he just scares the living crap out of me. He could score four or five any any game week, couldn't he? And he is still. I think straight away after twenty nine, he's like pretty much captain, captain, captain. Yeah. Apart from the doubles exactly. again. So, um, I do think it's like, you know, if you are literally in the depths of hell and just nowhere, and you know everyone will have Harland and everyone will captain him, and you just want to take the chance that he's going to be rubbish, he's going to be injured, he's not going to play, whatever, then <laughs> potentially it's viable just as a complete make or break your season from sort of three million rank but outside that no i don't think i don't think you do that yeah uh so I, yeah it's pretty straightforward just chatted about how darwin's maybe an optional free hit at some point and the fact that isaac might be an option for those who wildcarded in 26 who aren't already on triple newcastle so just things we've discussed already to be honest yeah yeah um, yeah, pretty straightforward. That's fine. I think Isak with his price, I mean, he's 6.7 now, but I think Slanky's 5, oh, he's on there, 5.5. So I think those with high team value, I think you can maybe get away with doing Isak over Slanky, and then if you are prepared to bench him quite a few times as well, and you, you obviously you can play him, but I think that's fine. Like Some people have got um, really high team values for whatever reason. Mine seems to be pretty high, but so I can actually do that, and my team works out pretty well, so... Yeah, I, I think if you can if you can look at that, that's fine. But then it's looking again in the future, isn't it? And seeing where I think in one of the teams that I had, it, it stopped me being able to get Trent. I had to get Van Dijk instead. So it's just like, yeah. is that going to be worth it if you're going to be benching Isaac loads of times? Probably, maybe not. Sure, yeah. Um, 
I feel like we've kind of chatted through all the main things. Do you want to go over some questions? Yeah, put your questions in the chat as well, guys, if there is any on Twitter, Sam, then reel them off. Sorry, it feels like we've been really bored. I feel like I've been really boring this week. I'm sorry, guys. It's just, <laughs> that just FPL's just bored me to tears over these two weeks. I've just not even looked at it at all, but it just seems pretty <laughs> self-explanatory. So you just went to pretend you had... Luke hasn't even got a cat. He just, yeah. he did, he I don't even have a daughter. This isn't even my house. Someone call the police. <laughs> um, let me go through. Let me go through the. Um, we actually got quite a lot of questions this week. It's also just quite a boring week in terms of like it's exciting because there's doubles, but actually loads of people are doing the same thing. So sometimes it's just the nature of FPL. Yeah, the press yeah. conference um, probably causes some chaos, I guess. But yeah. I, there's been a lot of hype about it. Every little thing. I think people are just so bored. It's like every little thing. Oh, this player's not going to make it back now. Yeah, in time for the game and all that shit. <laughs> but yeah, let, let's just go into questions. We don't want to just feel like we just keep repeating ourselves for the sake of it no question but thanks for the contact guys loving the analytics focus on the in the stream oh that's great thank you that's from fpl rank chaser Cheers, uh, let's do yeah that's very kind let's do some of the other ones in the chat so mad says came to solanke came to solanke saka to seller and henry slash botman to shore for a minus eight question mark um i, I know review will like it i bet he's saying yeah. it because review says to do that i'm pretty sure it would I like it. I, I would assume this person, Mads, do you already have Bruno? Because I would actually personally prioritise Bruno over Salah this week if you have another way to get Salah in sooner. So I think that might be an option that's worth looking at is whether you go for Bruno instead of Salah this week um, and then get Salah later down the line. But if that's not viable, then going straight to Salah, I think, does make sense. I think it's important to mention as well, everyone knows that Arsenal could go massive, Saka could score, Kane could score. Like We almost expect it. It's it's not just the points in that week. It is also the fact that it sets you up early and stuff as well, isn't it? Like ideally, they outscore them this week by a decent enough amount with the hits as well. But it's not the be all and end all. Like I, I see no world in which Arsenal at home to Leeds they don't just win comfortably. Do you like two yeah. th- two three nil and probably will get points? Like that's probably going to happen. We always have to resign ourselves to that happening and and not care about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You just. You just know that it makes sense. Mm. Uh, yeah, it, it's good long term, and then in terms of like short term, you just hope that the luck goes your way, and like either they don't return or they concede, or you know they're limited to like one or two goals. Um, but yeah, there's no like this is the annoying thing is, and it works both ways. But if if Arsenal like suddenly win five nil against Leeds and Saka mm. scores a hat trick, there's no like I told you so. So we're well aware that <laughs> people are well aware that Saka can do that against Leeds. Yeah, these are fine margins. I mean, the moves that it's recommending, like like I say, if you don't do the moves, like the EV difference is so minimal. It's more about the gains in the coming weeks, if anything yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah, and then like even if and it works the other way, if, if Saka blanks against Leeds, again, there's like we can't take the high ground if we've sold Saka either. No. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's how it is. Um, couple of other questions in the chat. Will you, this is from Fatality, will you bench boost if you have Rashford, Havertz and Botman with flags? Um, I think it just, the answer is just it depends, doesn't it, on the press conferences. Um, but I think the likelihood is that... Uh, I think if you have those... fine anyway at the moment. With the information yeah, but... we've got right now, I'd think they'd all play, right? Do you? Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, I think they'll mm. all play. So probably, yeah. FBL composer Tony to Solanke for a minus four funds it funds Salah. Um 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I don't. No, I wouldn't do that. I would just gamble on Tony not getting booked. I don't know. I think I probably would do that if it brings Salah in. It depends who the mid, who's who's he taking out for Salah, I guess. Oh, I guess so. It's fun Salah this game week, so it's kind of like for another minus four as well. Oh, maybe not. Maybe it fun Salah later. If uh, it fun Salah later, yeah, you can just take that minus four another game week. Like minus fours aren't using up the transfers. You're just getting a player a week early. I feel like I'd be willing to do the Tony to Solanke move in isolation though for minus four. I think the, the two Maybe. home games for Bournemouth are fantastic. Uh, like, obviously, you're at, with Tony, there's a very realistic chance he gets one point. I mean, even even if he plays both the games, away to Brighton and away to Man United, are tough games. Like I don't know how much we expect from him. Yeah, I just think I'd think. <sighs> Yeah, I definitely wouldn't. Personally, I would definitely wouldn't do that in isolation no, for a hit. Maybe not. It's not nice to disagree for once. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> um, feel that strongly about it. <laughs> no, I, I guess it's just it's more like yeah, risk appetite. But I would happily just gamble the fact Tony doesn't get booked because I just think if Tony doesn't get booked, and again, although like you said, it's realistic he could, the chances are he won't. Yeah. Um, like, and then Tony is a better option for these two games than Slanky is for this game, for these two games, because of how good Tony is, basically. Just any time anyone mentions bringing in Slanky for a hit, I'm, I'm all for it. Just, you just love him. Just, just, yeah, just for analytics, basically. <laughs> uh, um, we're, yeah, Mads, uh, not got Madison, Martinelli, Rashi, and Mato. Oh, no, got. Oh, this is. Sorry, this is to do with this other question. Trying to, trying to understand the context here. Kane to Solanke, Saka to Salah, and Henry, Henry to Orbottom and Shaw for a minus eight. We already discussed. Ah, so yeah, Mads is saying he's not got Bruno yet. So I would consider Bruno over Salah this week, but it depends if we can get Salah in the future, as we discussed. Um, he's in form. He scored against Gambia B team. Who did? <laughs> I don't know if it was Gambia B team, but I think Salah scored twice over the international B. Glorious. Um, sweet, yeah. sweet, sweet form. <sighs> he's hungry. Um, in fact, no, he's not hungry. He's full up on goals. Don't get him. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, FPL Spartans is Kane to Greenwood an option? Not this game week. Instead of going for Solanke, one point seven cheaper. Always third bench. I may allow TAA Salah at Al if your EV isn't any good. That's interesting, actually. Yeah. So if it's not this week, in the future, do you just downgrade Kane to a four point five or below in Greenwood? Yeah. In fact, I think he's like a four now. Maybe even lower. Absolutely, I think it's fine if you just got need a final on the yeah. bench. Yeah, it's just what, route, yeah. people like to combine the the selling of Kane and the hit to to obviously get the fixtures this week, don't they? And Slanky obviously trumps him as a result. But in the future, if it's any, you know, if it allows everything else, I don't see any problem with that. At all. Yeah, particularly because most most teams are looking pretty good for thirty. Like, I think that's definitely a viable move. Yeah, I think that's an interesting one actually. Yeah, he's yeah. four million. As Spartan said, yeah, it's one, I yeah, think it's nice. the first time a forward's ever been four million. I heard someone saying. Don't know if that's true, but it sounds about right. I can't remember anyone being four million before. Yeah. 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 Um, it's funny that there's a forward that's now four million in the season. We just don't need a four million forward. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was a midfielder that was four million once. It was maybe Shane Ferguson. Maybe someone in the chat can tell me. I saw it was like a niche season where they accidentally left someone as four million. Like it felt like that. He's probably, I think he was the only one. Or just by mistake, just the, what, yeah, at the beginning of the season. I mean, I could be misremembering someone in the chat tell me, but I swear we had a four million midfielder once, and I think it was Shane Ferguson. And it was, <laughs> um, I don't know why, because we've obviously had four million defenders forever, but. You don't know. Well. This is from the beginning, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, right, let's move on to some questions on Twitter. 
this is from Gorav or at I'm Gorav CFC. Um, how much do we weigh on Bruno playing deeper in absence of Casemiro? Oh, let's leave that one just because we've already discussed it um, rather than answering it again for the podcast. So if you're listening, Gorav, go back about 20 minutes, half an hour, and you'll find us uh, discussing when we discuss the midfielders. Um, second question is about exactly the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do one from the chat while you're scouring them. There. So Chinaza Nawala says, please rank the premiums from now to the end of the season. Okay. Yeah, if by premiums we mean should we say like ten million plus those players. Um, um yeah. Yeah, Holland one. Yeah. <laughs> Sal Salah two. Yeah. Kane three, De Bruyne four. Pretty much, yeah. And Sun's another one, isn't he? Yeah, the only thing is you could maybe even make an argument again. I was gonna say because of the extra fixtures of Salah being ahead of Harland maybe, or at least it's close. So Liverpool have one more fixture. Well, let's go back. What did it say on the midster forwards who's predicted to score the most? So Salah's 62.5 and Harland's 54.1. That's not including the final well, game of the season, so he's substantially outscoring him. Well, yeah. But then I imagine if we look at the minutes, let's look at Harland's minutes. Harland's at 70 minutes on there, so you have to bear that mm. in mind. If that, that, could, that could vary wildly from that figure, I suppose. Yep. But if not, then in the order we said, yeah. But basically, we just wouldn't be prioritising De Bruyne right now at all. No. I think with Haaland as well, you've got the added... I mean, it's tricky because I think Man city Bayern is probably the clash of the Champions League. I personally think whoever wins that game has probably got the best chance of winning it. I haven't looked at the odds or, or whatever, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, so if Man City managed to get through that, then I think we talked about it before. Um, Haaland's minutes around the semi-finals and stuff, I think are going to be interesting. Because um, hmm. we have seen it before that he will, he will rest players in games where even when things are on the line, people will say the league's on the line. He won't do it, but he did it last season. The league was on the line then, and he also did it then. So, um, I think the Champions League is still their top priority, personally. So I think there is a there's always a chance that he will miss some of the easier games. I remember rightly, it's like Everton and maybe Leeds around the semi-finals or something, which um, which would worry me because they're games they could comfortably win without him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, a couple of other questions on Twitter that we've already answered, so I've just gone beyond those. This question's from at FPL Dwight Schrute, as in Dwight from the office. Um, I have a question. Should I be bench boosting this week? And his bench is Iverson. He's going to bring in for Ward because uh, Ward's been dropped. And then it's three three Brentford players, so Tony and Boomer and Henry. Um, I still think yes, because he's got maximum fixtures there, hasn't he? And it's it's unlikely, mm -hmm. even if you add... I mean, I talked about one earlier with three home Southampton, Isak, Trippier, Botman that looks great, but it's still one game. And in one-off game, Southampton could just win that 1-0 or they just don't get many points. So just yeah. the accumulation of two-pointers, I think he probably has to, right? Yeah, I think I'd still do it because of you'd like to think <laughs> you've got a, a floor of 16 points. Literally just one return from those, those players, and that's a good bench boost. One clean sheet out of four fixtures for Leicester or... Um, Brentford and it's pretty good already yeah so I, I would bench boost that is it true that Estupinan will be parachuting into the Amex on Saturday in the 90th minute to take the winning penalty after McAllister is sent off someone's been on Twitter this week that's true yeah that's true um, uh, ooh, Bruno or a second Brighton mid 
That's interesting. Uh, someone who's not on three Brighton players already. Um, I'd probably prioritise Bruno first, but it's probably in like, like most likely both, I guess. Mm, yeah, that's really tricky to answer. Yeah, maybe not Bruno first. Yeah, no, probably just. It's close between Bruno and the Brighton mids, I think, this week. So, um, well, Rashford and Bruno are both higher than all the Brighton mids on reviews EV till 37. So the simple answer is to follow the robot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it just depends what you can do in the future game weeks and which one you prioritise this week as well, though. Um, yeah, in terms of value, there's no question that the Brighton are obviously well above because he's not, Bruno's not much better than an expected point, but I mean, if you bring in the other, if you bring in the other in next week anyway, and you just prioritise yeah. them one this week, I'd probably prioritise Bruno still personally. Mm. Yes, that's so tough if you're just looking at this week because I really like Brighton's games as well. Um, yeah. I'd probably still go Bruno, yeah, just about. Yeah. This question says, "Is Kane any good for United?" This person obviously thinks that Harry Kane's going to sign for Man United. I think he'd be good for anyone, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think he probably would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's not many teams you wouldn't improve I think probably even find a way for him to work with Haaland play, play, him, play him in midfield how he used to play pretty much and play Haaland up top 4-4-2 four, four, mate yeah 4-4-2 four, four, yeah um, okay last uh, last question from uh, FPL Gato used wildcard 28 for bench boost 29 yep and now I'm looking at Pope, Reese, Rashford, Kai and Botman with flags in addition to Sakharin Odegaard who was planning to hit out What's my threshold for postponing bench boost to 34, knowing it would likely be suboptimal? It's probably a good question to end on. It's just like a big picture one. But what's your threshold for not bench boosting? Um, again, it's so hard to answer because you have to come down to the individual team and players, don't you? And we just don't have the information. But if you're going into the week and it looks pretty clear that I'd have to say that two of the players are unlikely to play at least one of the games, then I probably wouldn't bench boost. If mm. one was maybe going to miss one of the games, I think I'd still do it. I, I don't know if that's what he means by threshold. Because, I mean, in that yeah. scenario, you could always just put another minus four on and get a play with two, right? So it's it's tricky to answer. But I think, yeah, if you were, un if you were unconfident about two of the players on the bench, then I wouldn't do it. But if it's just one, I think I probably would still. Yeah, I agree with that answer, to be honest. And in that particular scenario, a lot of those players, like you've mentioned... Botman, Rashford, Havertz, uh, and James are likely to play anyway. So the press conferences will be very important for your team. Um, in fact, we have got one more question, actually. I just realised from when I quote tweeted it. It's from Tobabs, T-O-H-B-A-B-S. Keen listener. Um, often asked questions. Um, he's got three questions. <laughs> Best second city attacker to own after Haaland? Oh, at the moment? Or in the yeah. future? Uh, I guess I guess in the future. Um, so you had to own one from now to the end of the season. <laughs> um, there isn't one. I'd want to pick for every single game. <laughs> there isn't one, honestly. Grealish is the obvious answer at the moment just because of the injury yeah. and the fact that he's going to play every game. But I, I don't particularly like that pick outside of just for, for individual weeks. So, mm -hmm. And De Bruyne... It's too expensive and may miss the odd game, so I can't say him either. So yep. there, there isn't one. But if if pushed, probably Grealish. I like. I still like Gundogan. I still think he's going to play a lot. I've been talking him up quite a bit, and I think he's he's going to be tempted by that. 
given his age in the Champions League and stuff, I don't think you can even trust him for sure. So that's very long winded. It's probably Grealish. <laughs> uh, my answer is Grealish. Um, <laughs> uh, then the second one we've already we've already answered around premiums. The last one, most nailed Man City defender. Well, Tobabs Tobabs is a massive Man City fan. Must be. <laughs> well, it's, it's Diaz easily, but yeah. Um, because he's so nailed and he's so important to them again it applies where later on if it's near the Champions League there's no reason for him not to miss a game before it we saw that a lot of the time with Diaz in the in the previous season he would miss it because he was seen as nailed in other seasons wasn't he Diaz he was about the only one who played 37-38 games a season for him and then in the recent times he started to miss the odd game and they're often before the mm-hmm. Champions League um, so yeah I uh, it's Diaz easily but he will miss the odd one still as well I think yeah Yep, well, that um, that concludes all the questions. I don't think we've got... Uh, oh, you got one more question in the chat, actually. Let's just, just quickly do it. Um, from Monkey, is it worth holding the bench for 34 if you're planning to wildcard in 33? I would say. It depends on your team this week, but almost definitely yes. Yeah. If you can wildcard into it, then yeah. Yeah, like I say, the teams in 34, 37, I think even 36, like other weeks, look great for bench boost. So if you're closer to the wildcard... Then yeah, the only thing to bear in mind is I think the deeper you go, the less we know now. So it, you know you could get to that point, and they could we could have so many injuries or um, you know teams in, in going deeper in competitions where it becomes a little bit more complicated. Sure, yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. I'd, yeah, um, I would still do it. Was there anything else you wanted to add, Luke, or to discuss? No, no, I'm good. What are you what's your do? what's 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 your what am I going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah, what's your move this week? I'm going to do Kane to Solanke and Saka to Fernandes. Both for free. So Saka and Kane out for free. Okay. <laughs> that is a privileged position. I'll probably, I may end up doing both those moves for a minus eight. <laughs> yeah, I'm in, a, I'm in a good position this week. So expecting a red arrow. <laughs> seems, to be, seems to be the way it goes normally. No, no, we're on a roll, mate. I'm happy with it. Inside the top 300k. What a time to be alive. Love that. Love that. Do you have a, like, a target in mind of where you want to be at the end of the season? I don't really care, to be honest. I want to either win the thing <laughs> or just do enough to not be embarrassed. So, um, yeah, I'm 133k currently. I think because I started so well, like this season just seems depressing because I was 10.5k, yeah. um, you know, just before the World Cup. So, if I can get back to where I was, the 10k, I'll be absolutely buzzing. I don't know whether that's possible. I think more realistic top 50k would be fine. I think it's definitely possible for sure, but. Not if you're taking minus 12s to take out the <laughs> yeah, entire I'm, Arsenal team. I'm just trying to find actually how many what your total points is so I can see actually where I'm in comparison to you. Uh, do you have it there? I don't even know how you look at it. Where is it? Uh, overall rank, overall points. Oh, oh 1, yeah, 000, you're um, 1,790. Is that right? Yeah, I'm one seven. Yeah, you're, you're 31 points ahead of me. Okay. Um, so, so I'm 300k. So I think the yeah, realistic target is... I think like 100k feels more doable than it did a few weeks ago, and you know, an unbelievable bench boost. I could suddenly be about 100k already, so it can change very quickly. Yeah, I think we've already had that this season, haven't we? The unbelievable bench boost week was what was it, 20, 26, 27, whichever one it was, the one which Gabriel scored. 27, yeah, yeah, 27. Because mm, yeah. the Arsenal players, yeah. I think we'll yeah, mate, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen again. It doesn't, but we'll be very lucky to match that. I would say. <laughs> Yeah, so that means I'm about thirty, uh, probably thirty-five to forty points off the top hundred k. You know, I'd expect to like gain like fifteen to twenty points on the field in a week like this. Hopefully, 
given the fact that a lot of people won't be bench boosting and the team set up well. I think we will against the general player base. I think there's a lot of teams that still have spanked their chips and done some weird things, but I think Even, amongst yeah. the engaged people, I mean, you probably will with your position, but all of us lot. It's, as ever, every single, it doesn't matter what, you know, analytics, like whatever, in an individual week, it will come down to one or two players that you yeah. either had or you didn't, and they will. Act. I mean, this week's perfect example: if you had Saka as captain, you smashed it. If you didn't, you probably did really poor. And yeah. it will be the same again. There'll be one or two players, and they'll make the difference this week. You know, it, could, it could be McAllister versus a March thing or something. It could be something as similar to that, or yeah, a Madison, and they'll make the difference. So there's not too much you can do about it, unfortunately. Yeah, the, the thing I do now is do you use that, do you use FPL optimized and look at compare yeah. yourself to like the field. So there's a thing on there called Prime, which I think is like engaged managers basically. It'll that, be the, that, the elite the elite 1K, won't it? Probably elite 1K. Yeah, so a good picture of like really good, really good engaged managers. Mm. At the beginning of the season, I was like comparing my game week to that. Where now, because I literally know my target is top 100K, I just set it to compare it to top 100K players. Um, just to see, actually see how my game week is going because ultimately we're nearer to the end of the season and I need to actually gain, gain ground on people that haven't got chips left, etc., who are less engaged. Um, I don't have the luxury of just comparing to the prime, I don't think. <laughs> no, I always do compare to them though just because I think they are obviously the, the really good managers who've proved themselves yeah. over many years and the top 10K in any given season, you know, 9K of that can be numpties, can't they? No offence if you're saying <laughs> it, but they can be. In any individual season, um, it makes me laugh actually because there's quite a few players. I mean, it sounds like I'm having a go at him now, but I don't mean it like that. Is it Ash um, FPL Tips? I think he plays basically completely off of ownership, and he's had some really good success. He's done really well over many seasons, but he compares everything to the top 10k, I think, all the time, okay. um, and then basically will pick whoever the top 10k are picking that week. And it's a very, it's a very good week, way to just. Um, through attrition just do pretty well and, and gradually you know get a decent rank at the end of the season but to me I wouldn't pick players based off of who's in the top 10k in any given season because like I just said half of them don't even know what they're doing it's just <laughs> it's blind luck in a lot of scenarios I'd, I think his, that, that situation and that scenario that he's playing out that has worked well I think he would do even better if he was to follow the, the elite top 1k or whatever it's called from review mm, interesting yeah yeah, I, I would like in general. I think you want to compare yourself to those managers, but I just think in terms of just my interest, uh, because I'm at the stage where you're thinking about what your rank's going to be at the end. I just compare to those ahead of me, and I'm still at a stage even at 300k. I think there are a lot of managers who will be like maybe less so at your rank. That 200k might make quite a big difference, but there's probably a lot of managers between me and you that are just really unengaged still, or have like used all their chips. So I'm hoping I can get near to that 100k quite fast. Yeah, but we'll see. And if anyone who's doing rubbish and is listening to all this and feels depressed, don't because in any one seat it doesn't matter, does it? At the end of the day, the rank is not really yeah. important. We're all playing, we're all paying a game for fun, which ends up not being fun most of the weeks. And there's <laughs> there's always next season. There's always next season. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, hundred percent. Just win it next year, mate. Yeah, easy piece of piss. Right, should we wrap it up, mate? Yep. Okay, if you guys could uh, do the liking, do the comments, do the sharing, do all those uh, good bits that YouTube requires, that would really help us out. Sam will hopefully get the pod up um, today or tomorrow. And yeah, if you could share that and give it listens and stuff, that would be very appreciative. Very appreciative. We would be very appreciative. Uh, anything else to say, Sam? No. Uh, nothing else to say. Just thanks for listening. Yeah, just echo what, what Luke said. Really appreciate it. Cool. We should catch you later. See you guys.